Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Brie Logue, and this is the Women in Power podcast. Today, we have Alicia Ucuna, owner of Divine Learning Tutoring and mother of three. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. So why don't we start a little bit about you and what you're doing? Awesome. Um, I am a former educator for the public school system. I was a public school teacher for about 10 years. And this is the first year that I'm venturing off and kind of doing my own thing, starting a tutoring business and still working with kids, of course, because that's my happy place. I have to do that. Um, but really excited to be completely on my own with this thing. You know, I've always had the support system of a school district, admin, co-teachers and all that. So it's a little bit scary being on my own, but it's exciting. Definitely. Oh, it's super and, exciting. Uh, mom of three and then about to get married actually next week next week it uh, that snuck up really close huh it's like damn. I am I did. <laughs> that's so exciting it's a lot going on in your life um so how are you kind of finding time to carve out time for your business as well especially with all your kids home for the summer yeah no it's uh I'm not gonna lie it's been pretty hard I, um, of course I didn't have, you know, we, you don't do a list of questions or anything. So I was kind of thinking and anticipating, okay, what is she going to ask about, you know, who I am and what I do, of course. Right. And, uh, in my head, I was like prioritizing my roles, you know, and then kind of realized, okay, that's, that's how I prioritize my life, you know? Um, and the first one I did, it, it went between mom and fiance, you know, because, if it wasn't the father of my children, then of course my children would absolutely be first, but he's the father of my children. And prior, but you know, when we were married before, we would always say, you know, they're going to leave us one day and it's just going to be us. So we have to make each other number one. Um, so in my head, it's like, okay, my relationship is first, then my kids, then my business, then a teacher, because I'm trying to keep those two a little bit separate in my head, the business owner part and the teacher part, because they are two completely different things. And uh, man, it's it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie, because the last one on my list is my favorite one, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, because when I'm teaching, I'm in my zone. I'm in my happy place. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to stress out of anything. But man, but fiance, mom, business owner, like all of those are scary and terrifying and come with so many responsibilities, you know? And so I've kind of been trying to prioritize it in that order, of course. Um, but right now it's so crazy. The wedding should be taking up all my free time. But if I'm being honest, it's it's the business part taking up my free time. And uh, it's just been layering them on top of each other, you know? So my kiddos, I have, um, they're only allowed to have technology three hours a day. And so I plan my day around, okay, if I have a meeting, a call, something important that I need to do that I need to be able to focus with, you know, 100% quiet in the house, then I do it during those three hours. And then in the morning when they are not on technology and they're going crazy and they're screaming and they're fighting and everything, I I'm able to like kind of turn that off in my brain, the noise, I can hear it in the background, but I'm okay. I can still function through that and then pause and mom and then come back and jump back into where I am. But 
I have to plan my day about around being completely done by six o'clock so that when, you know, Doug walks in that door, I can focus on just that part, which is super important. So it's just prioritizing and then kind of fitting it in where it goes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Boundaries, it sounds like you're bringing up. You have the hard stop at six o'clock. Honestly, that's like taken me years and years to find out, like not let those lines blur so much. Be like, oh, if a client calls me, you know, at eight o'clock, they used to be like, oh, I have to answer. It's like, you know, my livelihood. Now I'm like, they can wait until the morning because I have other things in my life going on too, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that was a big part of wanting to start the business. Because when I was teaching, I felt like I had absolutely no freedom and it would be, it would be six o'clock on a Tuesday and this report was due. And I couldn't just say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow because 7.30 you walk in and there are 20 tiny people staring at you, waiting for you to tell them what to do, you know? So you can't do it during the day. So it's like, I have to do this thing right now because I don't have time tomorrow. And then if I get behind on that one thing, then I'm 20 things behind and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done living my life under someone else's thumb, you know? And so I did. I wanted to start my own business to be able to have that freedom and say, it is six. I'm done. I'm clocking out. Like, And sometimes, if I'm being honest, it's nine o'clock. And I'll look at Doug and be like, now I'm clocking out as a mom. So you're in and I'm done there. <laughs> I love that. Especially where, do you, are you going to primarily work from home? Or I know you said you're looking at offices. How'd that end up going? Yeah, no, uh, for a hot minute, I thought about it's just staying here at the house because I wanted to, you know, kind of build that foundation before I went somewhere else. And then it was very quickly realized, okay, I'm not as productive in this environment as I could be if I were in a building, in an office, and I was 100% focused on the business and what I'm doing. So um, it's funny. I had this idea of a storefront in my head, which it's not going anywhere. It's gonna happen. <laughs> but, you know, um, I wanted this storefront where parents could come and we'd have a beautiful wall of windows and they'd be able to look in and just a really fun, like cohesive environment for kids to learn in. And then Doug stopped me and he's like, well, what do you think about starting in an office space and then moving into that and, you know, God willing one day buying our own building and being able to have our own little storefront like that. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's a lot more reasonable. And then he's like, well, what do you think about renting office space in my building? And I was like, oh, that's where you were going with that. He's like, it'll be so much fun. We can have lunch together. We'll be right there together. We can carpool together. And so I ended up looking at spaces in his office building and I love it. I just, again, I got my wall of windows. So I'm happy. Oh, yay. Yeah, it's such a cool location too. It's like right kind of in the center of town. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And now you guys can carpool. Yes. Yeah. No, gas is crazy right now. Yeah. No, it'll be great. <laughs> right. And you guys live pretty far south, right? So it's still a bit of a drive. Yeah. It's a good about 40 minute drive with minimal traffic. And then if you hit that five o'clock traffic, yeah, you're just stuck in it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to be taking um, our tutoring kids from all over the city? Or are you going to try to, are you trying to narrow down who your who is your ideal audience, I guess? So I'm trying to so right ask. now, my ideal audience is definitely that homeschool kiddo because we're doing learning pods during the day. Oh, I nice. want my day to be able to start at eight and honestly end by like four o'clock so that I can uh, mom in the evening. And um, what we did was we chose, I, you know, of course, to be there with Doug, but more than anything for me, it was it's a central location in San Antonio. So anyone driving from any part of San Antonio, it's about the same drive. I just, I didn't want anyone to feel like, oh, you know, we're a 
north side business or a west side business. No, we're central, so anyone and everyone is pretty much welcome. Um, but one of the big parts when we were, of course, sitting down and writing down our core values and all of that, one of the big ones was we will adapt as needed. So right now we're saying our, you know, um, our core audience, our core clientele is going to be those homeschool kiddos. But if I do, if I have public school kids who need something in the evening, then it's just being able to work it out with Doug because he owns his own business. So being able to move our schedules around as needed is kind of easy for us to be able to work it however we need. Um, but yeah, no, at this point right now, I'm just being super flexible to go where I need it. Yeah. I love that. I feel like in the beginning, you have to be like that too. You have to have a little bit more flexibility. Honestly, I think every business owner has to be more flexible than they think they need to be at first. It's like, oh no. I do. I have this. Yeah, no, you're right. I have this idea of like, oh, this is how it's going to go. And then once it starts, it's probably not going to look anything like what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. And I am just mentally preparing myself for that for sure. So that's a big leap from being a teacher to now starting your own business. What kind of pushed you to really make the leap and go off on your own? Um, it's funny. At first, I, I, when Doug first joined Apex and I saw him going to meetings and getting super involved and everything, I made the joke. And I'm sure every wife and girlfriend makes the joke like, what is this cult? Yes. You know? <laughs> Everyone does it. And so I was, I was like, I just don't get it. And so he took me to an event and I saw it with my own eyes, just these amazing people who were believing in themselves and pushing themselves and motivating themselves. And I'm like, I can dig this. This is amazing. And I looked around that first event and I'm like, I'm a teacher, but I want to be more. And so it kind of set that seed in my brain, like I'm going to be a leader. And I have my master's in curriculum and instruction which eventually I had wanted to be a curriculum coach for a school or a district. And I hadn't moved on it because my kids were still in elementary. So the mom side was like, oh, I'll stay here. I'll be next to them. Like what other mom gets to do that, you know? But I went to that first Apex event and I'm like, I'm a leader and I need to do more because I'm a leader, you know? And it kind of set that in my brain. And as I moved on with that mentality of, okay, I'm going to spend this last school year growing myself, doing the best to my ability and investing in educators around me to practice that leadership role, I kind of quickly realized that I wanted more, you know, and it was, I'll never forget, it was a Sunday and our daughter had a softball game and I at the time, I was lead teacher for my third grade team. So I was in charge of making sure that lesson plans were written, tests were input, that everything was done. Because if it wasn't, then admin was going to come to me and say, okay, well, why isn't this done? And so it's Sunday and I open up, you know, the third grade plans and half of them aren't done. Half of them don't have their teaks, which are our standards in there. And I knew like, I'm going to have to do this. And so I told Doug, I said, you go. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to get this done. And he was kind of upset with me and I was upset too, but I'm like, if I don't, then it's not done. Then I walk in and I'm not prepared. And if I'm not prepared, then five other people on my team are not prepared. So I don't care if they didn't do their job. I'm just going to do it, you know? And so I sat there doing it and I realized this is not a good way to live and I want more. 
And so it was at that point that, you know, a couple more things happened like that, that I was like, you know what, I'm done. And I want to be able to be the one to be in control, to be able to, to be the one that I'm holding myself accountable and no one else has to hold me accountable. And I don't have to pick up slack from anyone else because as I'm growing this, as I'm building this, that kind of team that I'm working on right now, they're going to have those same core values that I have. Because in my teacher role, you don't get to pick who you work next to. And now I have the luxury of being able to say, this is what we're all about. This is what we do here. And if you can get on board with that, awesome. If you can't, like, this might not be the place for you, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, sounds like you took extreme ownership of your life and decided to really make the change. I love that. That's so awesome. It's terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is terrifying, right? It's like, oh, now I had this, like, you know, really set thing. And now we're just going to kind of leave all the balls in the air and see where it goes. Absolutely. I went from having, uh, you know, a complete support system underneath me to where if something went wrong, oh, I have five people that I could go to and be like, hey, this thing went wrong. You need to fix it. And now it's like, hey, this thing went wrong. What am I going to do to fix that? You know? (laughs) I love that you said Apex changed your life too, because that's pretty, that's really, that's really cool. I mean, having those people around you that actually are like, you know, go-givers and they want to help you and everybody supports each other. I feel like there's really nothing like it. Absolutely. Yeah. I have, um, Michaela's been kind of a mentor for me. She's Michaela from Apex. She has a tutoring company that, you know, she built from the ground up. She's amazing. And, um, very quickly, Doug met her and was like, oh, that's what you do. I need you to connect you with Alicia. So she and I connected and she was just amazing. And I kept thinking because that, you know, uh, mentality of the business world, the corporate world, all that was still kind of embedded in my brain. So I kept thinking, why is she helping me? And what is she getting at? But she wasn't, she just, she was a part of this group where everyone lifted each other up. So she, that's what she was doing. She was lifting me up. And so now I find myself like when I go to events, especially the women's event, I'm like, I'm looking around the room, like who needs me, who, you know, needs to be lifted up. Who can I talk to to help grow too? Because I'm just trying to pay it back forward like from what she did for me. Yeah. And and it's crazy because the entire group is like that. They are, right? Everybody's like yeah. that. And I think for a long for a long time for me, I was like, oh yeah, you know, like who am I a person to give advice? But now I realize like you don't really have to be that far ahead of everybody. You seem to be like one step ahead of that mm-hmm. person to help them, you know, get the ball rolling. It's really cool. Um, so what has been your biggest struggle starting this business since it's still fresh and young? Yeah, um, it's been learning how to start a business. That's probably been the hardest thing. You know, you uh, it's a super intimidating being in a room with everybody who's already done these things. So when I have questions, I feel like, oh, like this is bottom of the barrel kind of stuff because they're doing so much bigger things than what I'm worried about. And I'm worried about silly things like, it's going to sound completely ridiculous, but like, okay, well, what kind of insurance do I need? No, that fine. That's those are things that yeah. nobody really talks about. And it's like, how much? Yeah. Is <laughs> exactly. And and I'm just super lucky that I have Doug to go to that I can be like, all right, this is what I'm worried about. What did you do for that? You know, and our businesses are so different. So most of the time he can help me. Other times he's like, I don't know, you need to find someone or you need to reach out or you need to do this. Um, but it's really just been learning how to start a business. And then forcing myself to do those things that I don't want to do. Because when I sit in front of the computer, it's eight o'clock in the morning. All right, I'm going to sit. I'm going to get to work. I don't want to call the leads. I want to sit there and plan curriculum because planning curriculum is fun. And I like that and I enjoy that. 
But if I don't call the leads, then I'm not going to have anyone to teach, you know? And so it is, it's getting out of that comfort zone and making myself do those things that I don't want to do, you know? But, uh, but then it's funny because then I start doing them and I'm on the phone with a parent and I'm gushing about what we're doing and, you know, what I'm building here. And I'm having these amazing conversations that I'm hanging up and like, why was I so worried about that? That was great. (laughs) Right. I feel like you build these things up too, especially if you don't, like, I feel like everybody always says, do the hard thing first. Then I'm always like, oh, I don't want to do the hard things first because it's so scary. And then once you do them, it's like, oh, the rest of the day is better because you overcame that fear like right away. And it's never as bad as you build it up. It's like, if I wait throughout the whole day and procrastinate, it's that making that call is always way harder. And it's usually mm-hmm. fine once I do it, but I'll like build it up and build it up and build it up in my head. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. I can't do this. Yeah. And it's so silly because you know, Doug has his sales podcast, right? So of course I go to him. I'm like, all right, I've, I've never been a salesperson. I've never had to be a salesperson. Now I kind of do have to be a salesperson. I'm like, what do I say? And how do I close them? And like, what do I do for that? And so he's so, he's so amazing. He, um, scheduled a time. He's like, all right, I'm going to give you an hour. Usually I charge for an hour. He's like, I'm not going to charge you, but I'll give you an hour. So I get on the phone with him and he, he starts breaking down everything that I'm doing. And it's all of these basic things you know, he asked me these three questions. He's like, okay, so why should people go with your company? And I gave him three reasons. He's like, and so he starts digging deeper into each of my three reasons. And in conversation, I'm like, why am I not telling parents this? I'm doing it. And he's like, that's what you should be doing. I'm like, that makes so much sense. But it didn't click in my head to do that. And I feel like those are very basic things that people in business, people in sales have already know how to do. And I'm just taking baby steps, learning how to do them. Like, oh, this would be a great post. Why have I not posted this? Right. I feel like sometimes too, um, what's it called? Assumed knowledge. Like oh, as soon as I know something, I assume everybody else knows it too. And I think that's definitely something in our businesses. We're like, oh, we know how to do this. So it's not really like a thing that we're helping people with. It's like, you are still helping people with this a lot. Like not everybody knows, has a skill or knows exactly what you're doing. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so lucky that I'm just surrounded by people who are willing to help me and take the time to say, okay, this is how you do that. And this is how you do this, you know, because if I were starting this thing on my own, I would just be, I would feel like I was drowning right now. Yeah. Yeah. Having the support structure in place is definitely huge. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, so entrepreneurship has many ups and downs, which of course, you know, <laughs> how do you handle the bad days? <laughs> Um, I try not to bring it into my home life and I have to say home life because it's literally physically in my home right now, you know, but that's honestly, that has not been a hard part for me at all because I had 10 years worth of training to be able to do that, you know, and I can 100% say that a bad day in the business thus far, granted, it's very brand new. But a bad day in the business is nothing compared to a bad day in the classroom. You know, I've stood in the middle of a classroom and had a student throw a chair at me and start ripping stuff off my walls and saying that, you know, he's going to kill somebody because he's just at that point. And then ushering 20 other kids in the hallway and trying to navigate that and then helping this baby. And that's a really bad day, you know, to where I have to sit in my car and let all of that go and then walk into the house or Man, there have been, I don't even want to tell you how many times I've had to call CPS because of what's going on with the student or something like that. And then I, the worst one was something was going on. I knew it was going on and she got help, but because she got help, 
she got taken away by CPS and I never saw her again. And I don't know if she's okay to this day. That's a hard day, like losing a baby like that and having to say goodbye, not knowing if I'm ever going to see her again. And I, because I've had so much time training in dealing with those situations that when something happens or the business, I'm like, this is nothing. I can get through this like that. Like these are all things I can control, you know? Yeah. Nice. Right. That's good. You already have all the preparation you need for <laughs> bad days. <laughs> cool. um, so what tips do you have for women who are kind of in that leeway period that don't know if they really want to take the leap or not? Um, I would definitely say that a big part of it would be to look in the future and see what you would like to have accomplished and what you would not be okay missing out on. So taking that leap is a lot, especially in the beginning, but you know that you're growing something that you can kind of mold to accommodate the life that you want to have. So right now I'm putting on all this work and I'm not going to lie at my at this point, sometimes my day doesn't always end at six because it's all brand new. Because if that lawyer does call and they have that information I need, I'm not going to not answer the phone. I need to answer the phone right now because then I'm waiting three more weeks for that answer, you know? And I'm putting in all this work right now so that eventually one day I have this thing going and I'm able to function and maneuver through life how I want so that when my kid has a performance or an awards assembly or something, it's not a big deal for me to walk out of that room, close the door and get to go be mom hundred percent, you know, and that's the life that I envision. That's the life that I'm working towards to be able to do those things. So putting in the work now is totally worth it. Had I stayed in public school as a teacher, there's no way that I'd ever have that kind of freedom. There were some days where I was leaving by six in the morning because it was a testing day. And then I wasn't getting home until seven o'clock at night. And it, took me like stepping out of that situation, looking at it and saying, I deserve more than this. The kids deserve more than this. And I refuse to live like this anymore. So I think it, it's definitely deciding where you are right now, where you want to be and what you want for your future. Definitely. Yeah. But, awesome. but it's not an easy decision. <laughs> I love um, yeah. the woman's event where was it? Uh, I think Ryan Steeman came on and had us all like envision our perfect selves and kind of step into that. I think that was, that's such a powerful exercise. And I think that's definitely a good way to, to really determine what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it's a lot easier for me now I can say, because I do have an 11 year old, a 10 year old and an eight year old. If I had a two, a three and a five year old, you know, I'd be sitting in a completely different place. And so I am blessed that I did decide to do this once they hit an age where it was a lot easier, you know, but for especially those mamas and those women who have those little ones, I just want to say that that part does pass and it does get easier to invest in yourself because I'm sure, you know, when you're in that place, it feels like you're giving everything you can and you kind of lose yourself a little bit, you know? And so I just, I don't want women to feel like, oh, I'm stuck in this place and it lasts forever because it doesn't last forever. It passes. And then you get to invest in yourself and kind of find yourself again to where had I tried to do this, you know, eight years ago, I don't know if it would have worked. Timing is everything too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Nice and quick. Um, what was your, what's your favorite book? It's always my favorite um, question. 
Oh, I like that one. Uh, oh man, I'm tough because I, I love to read a lot. So I have a lot of like educational books. Um, but right now, the one that I just finished, you know, Where the Crawdads Sing, and it's still stuck in my heart and stuck in my head. And that movie's coming out. Oh, that book is amazing. But there is a really cool book. It's called um, Post-Church Traumatic Syndrome. And it's about a woman who, it's an amazing story about a woman who she is turning 30 and before her 30th birthday, she wants to try out 30 different churches and religions. And it's just a really cool way to kind of look at life through that lens of not everything is black and white, not everything has to be black and white. And you, you know, step outside your comfort zone and meet new people and do new things. And it enhances your life. And I kind of feel like, I have a huge connection with that book right now because that's what I'm doing. I'm stepping completely out of my comfort zone and I'm trying new things and I'm meeting new people and I'm learning new ways. And it might not be what I thought it was supposed to be or where I thought it was supposed to go, but it's going to end up in a beautiful place in the end. So that one's definitely on my heart right now. Cool. I'm going to have to read that one. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it is. Really and where the crawdads sing, I own it and I read like maybe half of it and then I got distracted, which very wow. much happens to me. So I need to go back and finish it because you're right. I keep seeing everybody's talking about the movie and I was like, I need to finish that book. <laughs> oh, that, that one is so I couldn't put that one down. Yeah. I had kids running around and I was like, how are you? How can you read right now? I'm like, I can't even hear them. I'm, I'm so invested. <laughs> I remember I wrote a sticky note down and like, remember all of these things that happened in this book so far. And I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> Sometimes I just do that. I'm like, I'll come back to it later, but I need to finish it now. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, so how can people connect with you? Um, on my Instagram, I'm Lisi Acuna and then my Facebook, Alicia Denise. And of course we have the Divine Learning Facebook page, website, Instagram. It's all Divine Learning, one word. Perfect. And I'll have all the links to them in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited for your new business. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast. 